0: Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Ask Mr. DNS podcast. My name is Cricket Lou, and as always, I am joined by my co-host, who this time is sitting next to me, Matt Larson. Hi, everybody. And this is a very special episode of the podcast because we are actually in Manchester, New Hampshire, in the offices of Dine Inc., which has sponsored a, a get together for a bunch of uh, a bunch of DNS folks. So we have equipment that I would say is well, certainly substantially better than what I have in my house.
1: Yeah, me too. And I'm looking around the room and I see 14 people, if I've counted right.
0: 14 people, and and, and an engineer, an engineer. This We've c- never had an engineer. We have never had an engineer, although the the engineer technically is is uh, the CTO here, Tom uh, Tom Daly. So um, we're we're going to take advantage of uh, of Dine's generosity, and we're going to have a, a slightly different format today, right?
1: Right, we're still going to answer some questions and talk about some topics, except there'll be 14 people to talk instead of just two.
0: Right. So we should introduce or have these people introduce themselves so they won't just be disembodied. Well, we're just disembodied voices, right? yeah. In fact, we could just be brains in jars for all all these people. No, all of our uh, 12 listeners, no. So let's start with uh, with Tom and have Tom introduce himself, and then we'll just sort of go around the horn and uh, have everybody um, just mention who they are and who
2: they work for and what they do. Well, thanks, Cricket. Uh, my name's Tom Daly. I'm with Dynamic Network Services. I'm the Chief Technology Officer here. And I'm primarily responsible for the company's engineering and operations. I like to try and keep name servers online and make sure that the network is going really, really fast, uh, as uh, all the time, 24 by 7, every single day. Great.
3: Jeff Cronstrom, TZO.com. I'm VP of System Engineering. And <clears throat> I maintain all of our security servers, networks, and um, hosting locations.
4: Hi, I'm uh, Thomas Stromberg from Google. Um, I'm the creator of the Namebench DNS benchmarking software.
5: Uh, Chris Griffiths, Comcast. Uh, I currently manage the high-speed internet engineering team, and I am. Uh, my team manages the DNS services uh, for Comcast Corporation.
6: Uh, Hi, Wayne Beaver. I'm on the DNS team at Affilius. We manage authoritative DNS for uh, several TLDs, including org and info.
3: I'm Tom Creighton. I'm a principal engineer at Comcast and responsible for our DNS infrastructure.
6: Hi, I'm Alan Graham. I'm the uh, president of Netica Corporation, and we do managed DNS hosting.
7: I'm Jeremy Hitchcock, CEO of Dyn Inc., and we do authoritative and recursive services.
4: Dan Durr
7: with uh, NoIP.com, of DNS, dynamic DNS, uh, CTO and founder. Uh, Dan Stieglitz, CTO of .quad.com, authoritative DNS services.
6: James Corman, COO of .quad. Same thing. I'm Eric
3: McIntyre, Vice President of Business Development at TZO.com. I manage a lot of the partner and consumer dynamic DNS relationships.
1: All right. Well, if I don't say so myself, it's a pretty good group of people.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. A lot of people who would certainly, under normal circumstances, be competitors. I yes, guess. So, so we'll th- we'll have to mediate.
1: Yes.
7: <laughs>
1: All right. Well, let's do what we usually do and uh, answer a question. Uh, we'll open the mailbag. We we need a mailbag rustling sound do. to Foley in there. I think. Yeah, maybe our engineer can. Work oh, here we go. The oh, the mailbag's <laughs> being opened. Okay. All right. So uh, this is a question uh, from Alejandro Acosta, and uh, he writes that he's been listening to uh, the podcast so far, and he's up to episode six, so only 10 more to go. Thank you, Alejandro. <laughs> uh, he says, I know you've already received many questions about DNSSEC, and I'm sorry to tell you I have one more. Well, I don't think we've gone on a single podcast without talking about DNSSEC, so no. this is par for the course. Uh-huh. He says, uh, he says, I work for a mid sized ISP in Venezuela, and I'm responsible for two recursive DNS servers, and I'm almost ready to implement DNSSEC uh, using a trust anchor. I built a small lab before releasing it. And his question is, should I only enable DNSSEC for my recursion? And he says, ccTLDs such as .br, which would be Brazil, mm-hmm. uh, .cl, is Chile. Chile? Yep. Chile. And, uh, and .org only, or should I do something else? So uh, that's his question.
0: Well. First of all, I have to say that, again, I'm impressed by the global reach of Mr. DNS making it all the way to Venezuela. That's some signal. (laughs) Uh, um, But I I think that the great thing about this question is that we have Wayne here, and Affilius, of course, runs uh, .org or manages the infrastructure for .org on behalf of the public interest registry, right? That is correct. So what would you advise Alejandro do? Should he he plug in a a trust anchor for org, or, or is that not yet a good idea?
6: yes he should do that yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: so there's i mean there are there the, the org, org zone is signed of course and I've, i think that there are sort of a limited number of delegations that that also have ds records added for them those, like are, a, those are kind of friends of, and family like, yeah right? like a friends and family
6: thing right? yeah that is correct uh, right now we're on friends and family last i heard from the registry side of the shop we were looking sometime in july to have at large folks if you will submit records
0: Uh that when you heard from the registry, you're not on the registry side yourself what are you doing here
6: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's correct Uh, the DNS side of the affiliate shop if you will is of course familiar with what goes on in the registry side of the shop but I may not be familiar with all of their deadlines and so forth
0: Okay, but there would be no harm in plugging in the, the trust anchor for Oregon, the key signing key, and then doing validation from Oregon down. That is correct. Oh, that's great. That's great.
6: Yeah.
0: We don't have anybody here from Brazil or Chile. Sadly, but, uh, no. But yeah. uh, Brazil is signed, but I don't think I don't Chile think, is, I don't is. think is it? it? I don't think it is. Anybody yeah. here know? Jeremy is shaking his head. No, I don't... We Yeah, we don't think that Chile is signed, so... Um, you know, I think that's just a hypothetical question. Uh, you, the, you, you know, if they were if they were signed, you could plug that in. But Brazil's top level is, is definitely signed, so he could he could also plug in the, the trust anchor for, for BR and, and do validation.
1: Yeah, I mean, this, this points out the issue that people have today, um, which is without the route yet signed, uh, you have to go collect trust anchors for all the top level domains and any other zones that you care about. And that can be an arduous process because, well, look at us, we're just sitting here trying to figure out, (laughs) is Chile signed, you know, let alone trying to find the trust anchor for it. So that's why we're all looking forward to that glorious day in July when the the root zone is signed. And then Alejandro could put in just a single trust anchor for the root, and Mm -hmm. there'd be DS records in the root for those signed TLDs, and there'd be none of this, uh, basically this question
0: would be a lot easier. Yeah, we should probably mention uh, the ITAR as well, right? So I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure someone here will mention the ITAR yeah, for thanks. us. Yeah, I would just. So this is uh, Chris
5: Griffiths from Comcast. <clears throat> so uh, we've been using the ITAR in our uh, uh, testbed for um, DNSSEC signing, uh, which we've been testing uh, since 2008. So, but we, when that was implemented, we've uh, been testing with the various uh, registries and, and validating and doing uh, uh, with the ITAR database that yeah. uh, you can actually integrate with Bind and, and Unbound and some other uh, resolvers as well.
0: Yeah. Well, you guys, I mean, that's that's actually uh, worth, worth talking about. You guys, I, I think, were one of the first carriers to actually start doing um, validation of, of uh, DNSSEC responses, at least on a large scale. Um, and, and, you know, what do you think? I mean, if you were looking, if you were a, a smaller ISP or giving advice to a smaller ISP like Alejandro's, would you be comfortable saying, yeah, you can turn on validation and... Things won't sort of spontaneously break because people forget to re-sign or people, you know, are are they fumble a key rollover or whatever.
5: So one of the items that we ran into early on, uh, one was finding the uh, keys, but also signing our own zones. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, that was uh, rolling the keys as well as uh, remembering remembering to sign them. Uh, We funny story about that since we were kind of talking about uh, funny stories. (laughs) Uh, so when we first initially launched uh, signing some of our zones, uh, that was actually running on my uh, Sunblade in my office uh, as, as we were signing zones and actually publishing them and sending them to uh, .org and, and others uh, as we were testing this. So we've been uh, that was kind of the homebrew uh, version of running uh, a bind server to actually do signing. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, you know, it, it makes sense for, whether it be a small ISP or a large one, uh, to certainly put, uh, especially a test bed, to validate with the customers. I mean, it's there's nothing wrong with running a beta mm-hmm. uh, to, to get people interested and also able to utilize the service and, you know, provide feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the big things with our trial that we've seen is getting feedback from customers, whether it be on forums or anything else, mm-hmm. where we're getting a lot of positive feedback. We've, we're finding stuff in .gov, .org that... People have forgotten to re-sign and, and, you know, stuff breaks, but that's mm-hmm. that's a positive thing.
0: Yeah. So you guys did, it, did that by spinning up a separate set of recursive name servers just to do validation, right? And having people sort of opt in by manually configuring their resolvers to use those name servers?
5: That's correct. So originally what we had, we, we had three standalone servers that we were kind of testing with uh, as kind of a, just a pre-beta kind of publishing and, and getting feedback. And then... Uh, earlier this year we launched a Anycast version of that uh, system across our network, and that's uh, primarily to kind of shake out the bugs, uh, work out how we're going to handle trust anchors and, as well as key rollovers uh, dealing with RC 5011 and other kinds mm-hmm. of items, and eventually we'll collapse all of our customers onto that uh, specific Anycast view. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, This is Tom Creighton. One thing I wanted to add is that uh, we did run into some issues with eDNS zero and packets exceeding, you know, UDP packets exceeding 512 bytes, Um, so, uh, you know, we had to work with our hardware vendors to make sure that they support that, and in the meantime, we've actually had to reduce the size of maximum UDP allowed to 512, so anything beyond that, it would automatically fail over to TCP until we could get that hardware fixed.
7: Wow.
1: Okay. So
3: that's another thing to keep in mind.
1: Yeah, yeah, well that's good to know. Yeah, we're, we're doing that, we being VeriSign, we're doing that for um, A root and J root responses, but not, not 512, I think we're lowering it to 1420 or 1460, I think, to, to avoid the Ethernet MTU, just to, just to have one less thing to worry about, hmm.
0: so. Well, kudos to Comcast for, you know, for being out there on, in, in front uh, of, of adopting DNSSEC and, and implementing validation makes me proud to be a Comcast customer. (laughs) Can I get a deal on HBO or something? Uh,
1: Three free months, I think. Three free
0: months? (laughs) All right, so the the second question, now this one should be an easy one. Maybe we'll have to make this a jump ball. Uh, This one comes from Bob Lee, and uh, Bob says, I have my own domain, flyboybob.com, that I run from my home on a Debian Linux server. It runs bind 9 that I keep updated to the current Debian stable distribution, currently version f- uh, 9.5.1-P3, so that's the bind version. I started the project of running my own web server several years ago to see what I could learn. I got tired of getting my website hacked at several different service providers. He doesn't name them. Um, I learned DNS just like Linux by asking Google, uh, that's good, <laughs> Thomas, uh, by asking Google uh, how somebody else did it. Everything seems to be running fine, but I've learned that many things work even when set up wrong. Could you recommend a test suite to run against my DNS server that would validate the integrity of my DNS data or configuration? I enjoy your podcast. Thanks for making them available. So anybody have any suggestions? DNS stuff guys aren't here, are they?
7: This is uh, Dan Stieglitz from .quad. You can try uh, ZoneCheck, which is uh, ZoneCheck.fr, I
0: believe. Oh, yeah, that's um, AFNIX, isn't it? Is that Stefan Bortzmeier's? Yeah, yes. probably,
1: which means it's probably checks everything. Yes, Exactly. <laughs> no, yes, we found yes. it to be
7: an excellent uh, zone checking tool. It's absolutely free and yeah. uh, we'll probably give you all the answers that
2: you're looking for.
0: Oh, okay, great. Yeah, I, I actually had the pleasure of meeting Stefan at a at an event that we did in Paris, um actually in in March. Very nice guy.
2: Yeah, he's on in the
1: Denver, uh,
0: DNSO arc board.
1: He was elected oh, last year, yeah. So oh, I've okay. gotten to, I've gotten to know him. Yeah, yeah AFNIC is sort of uh what, let me pick a nice word uh Renowned for their their stringent checks, they won't they won't let you register just any old crap. You've got to have everything, all your uh, T's crossed and I's dotted before they'll put your delegation in fr.
0: I see, I see. They're also um, since the guys from DNS stuff aren't here, I'll put in a a, a plug for them. They still have DNSReport.com, right, which is uh, another another place you can go to run reports on on your zone data. And actually, we have a, a DNS Advisor service at Infoblox, um, which is www.dnsadvisor.com, which produces a big web-based report of uh, how your zone's configuration and your name server's configuration stack up compared to, you know, what we consider baseline or ideal or, or what have you.
2: Yeah, and then just for fun, you can uh, compare that to uh, Dine Inc.'s tool. We we got together and, uh, you know, our developers that are typically hacking on authoritative and recursive platforms all day long wanted to get out of the office and we decided we'd try and put our measurement hat on and see how good we could... Uh, measure the DNS and we came up with uh, www.dnscog.com so dnscog.com and that does a bunch of tests against your domain uh, to see if it's resolving properly and offering MX records, able to connect to your web server, that sort of thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Alright, cool. So a whole, a whole list of tools
1: to yeah. go to. Who knew?
0: Embarrassment of riches. Yes. It might be, you know, it's not maybe directly applicable to, to this particular question but I, I think what Thomas has done is really interesting and maybe he can talk briefly about Um, about his tool, which you can use for some sorts of of DNS server testing? Uh,
4: Some sorts. I mean, it's mostly geared toward recursive uh, DNS servers, but there is an open source tool available uh, that you do have to run locally called Namebench uh, that it's primarily designed to find the fastest recursive DNS server for you, but it can also be used as a validation tool of sorts to test your own server to make sure that uh, you know, you, you've got decent latency that you're uh, appropriate responses for different types of queries, so.
0: I was about yeah. to ask you what the URL was, but then I imagine that you guys at Google, yeah. you don't even talk about URLs no, anymore, no, right? <laughs> Google for name
4: bench.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when you're in the domain name business, uh, such a statement does uh, yeah. prove a little concerning. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's,
4: it's, well, that's always the problem at work because, you know, you, you have this generation of people who are basically trained now to Google for the answer, but if Google is down for us at work and we need to fix it, you know, we, we really just don't have an answer anymore. Yeah. How, well,
0: that's a bootstrapping problem, yeah, isn't it? it is. Is. I mean, you have to bring Google back up, but you can't use Google to do it. No, so how do you find out
4: how? I think you need to buy a bunch of domain names. Well, I was gonna say, you, you can always drop back and use Yahoo on your Android phone or something. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I'll I'll just give uh, another plug for
1: Namebench. Uh, Thomas uh, demoed it for us earlier, and it's really cool and very thorough, and, and you obviously put a lot of thought into it. So Thank you know you. that that was one of your Google twenty percent projects, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yep. So yeah, very impressive excellent. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so in uh, in true Mr. DNS podcast fashion, I think we've left the question and answer portion, and now we sort of talk about other stuff. But rather than talking about movies and travel mishaps and things like that. We, can, we thought we'd actually talk about DNS stuff. So right. we had thought of a couple things. Uh, so, so we're recording this on, uh, what, what day is it? I don't even know. 18th. It's the 18th. It's May 18th. And last week was not a, not a particularly good week for, uh, or was it this week? The the de Dean was last the week. Was last was week, yeah. Last week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So much for having this ready in advance. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> so last last week was a was a bad week for for de Nick. Um, you know they had what they've now uh, revealed was a truncated zone file. So um, well, I, I mean I don't need to talk about it. anybody else. Um, you know, want to recap what happened? Nobody wants to recap <laughs> what happened. All right, I will recap what happened. Then. So. Uh, so evidently, uh, you know, the first the reports started coming in. Uh, I mainly saw them on the DNS operations list. That's DNS operations at DNS ORC.net. So I'll give a, uh, another plug for ORC there, uh, and. You know, People were reporting that stuff in .e, .de didn't resolve, but not everything in DE didn't resolve.
0: And then they narrowed, narrowed it down, and they said, well, every, it's it's uh, after the Fs. You can't resolve anything after F, but before F, it seems to be okay. And then they said, well, it seems to be after Facebook, but uh, before... <laughs> and so basically, through a, uh-huh. a, a bin- classic binary search, yeah. they eventually figured out that it was truncated somewhere in the Fs.
1: Yeah, and, and what DE Nick said was, uh, yeah, it was literally a truncated zone file, so... Um, I don't know, does anybody, uh, anybody have any, any comment on that or anything they, they want to say?
0: Well I, this may be, this may be painful history, but I, I, oh, do I, knew, remember, I knew this <laughs> might come up. I <laughs> do remember that at one point, uh, Verisign truncated calm, and in fact that was part of the reason for adding the plenus, which just came out, right?
1: Well, yes. Yeah. So, okay. For one thing, it was Network Solutions. Oh, so it was, before, it was before VeriSign splitting hairs. It, it's we? also before I worked there. I might add. Uh, that that was a that was a good 12 or 13 years ago. And uh, and, and since you're bringing this up, I'll add that that it's been 100 percent uptime since then oh, okay. for .com. But yeah, there no there it was, it was a truncated zone file, and it was it was bad.
0: Uh, but uh, you could say, well, we, you know, De Nick could say, well, we were up, except for you know, <laughs> as long as you were A through F, but. yeah, they're just, just they're just fine. Uh,
1: yeah, so we, we had this uh, we had this record at the end that we stuck at the end of uh, zone files as part of our zone generation process. That was one of you know one of several things that, that, that we did uh, just to make sure that we always had a complete zone file.
6: Right. You
1: know, we lit and we literally modified our authoritative servers so that if they didn't see the planets, they, they wouldn't accept the zone.
2: Wow. When I was doing the research on the incident, um, it seemed like it was only a subset of the .DE name servers that were actually having the problem. Did anybody else confirm that? Because they have multiple name servers in the delegation for DE, and I only think maybe one or two were impacted.
6: I I believe the case was that it was perhaps more than one or two, but it depended on which servers were were getting um, IXFRs from their masters at which times. Yeah, and they had, uh, for example,
0: after after the failure happened, there were people who were saying, well, use the IPv6 DE servers or use the ones that they've rolled out for DNSSEC validation because those ones are okay. Um, so, yeah, it was it was sort of uh, uh, sporadic. It didn't hit all of them at once.
6: Yeah, and they may indeed have even found it before it propagated to all of them. Yeah. Uh, I think that possible. may be the case if I recall correctly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, bummer for... For DE. And then, of course, you know, Sweden happened, what, just, to, just a matter of months ago. They, they had their problem where they appended an extra.se <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> onto their... Uh, everybody's laughing uncomfortably at this yeah, because no. they're, the, they're thinking there, but for the grace of God, go on Well, exactly.
1: <clears throat> that, that's exactly what I thought when I read that. I just felt so bad because, you know, I know a couple of guys at DE, Nick, and it's just, you know, if you uh, operate critical... Internet infrastructure, and you know as I look around, everybody in the room does to one degree or another you you just feel really bad when somebody else has a has a bad incident like that, yeah so
7: yeah so well, you think about risks to networks and and you have attacks and you have fiber outages, but you also have network engineers who are sometimes the the worst uh, disaster that can happen,
1: yeah, yeah. All right. Well, other
0: other DNS news we want to talk about. Other recent DNS events. Well, someone had suggested the sort of general topic of China, and I don't think I don't think China's been in the news particularly uh, in the last you know last couple of weeks. Right. But, but with it was a few
1: weeks ago. Was it maybe about a month ago? There was an incident with uh, with the iRoot server.
0: Right. Right. It was. It was uh, where where responses from iRoot, well, actually, queries to iRoot had been intercepted, was, was that it? Or was it the responses? I think it was the queries had been intercepted and were being, uh, they, they were never really making it to, to the real honest-to-goodness replica of iRoot that's in China. And uh, they were being answered by something else. And so it basically made it look as though iRoot was, was uh, sending back bogus answers. Sound that sound right. That, 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 that's, that's what I recall. That's my it.
1: recollection. It only affected the iRoot instance in China. And uh, last I heard, I believe uh, Netnode slash Autonomica, the operator, I believe they shut it down, and I think it's still shut down.
0: I believe that's the case. Yeah, yeah. I got a I got a note because I'd mentioned it in uh, I'd mentioned it in in one of my blogs, and I got a note, a comment added to the blog from. Uh, the CEO of, of Netnode, oh said, Curtis, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who said, "No, we're we, you know we're absolutely committed to serving the honest to God route up, and uh, you know, given that we've we've seen that this is uh, you know it's not possible to to offer um, you know authoritative root name service in China, we're gonna we're gonna shut down our, our uh, instance in China."
4: There's always Hong Kong. Yeah, there is always <laughs> <Hong Kong. laughs>
0: <laughs> these special administrative region. So i mean we have we
1: have a bunch of providers here of of uh, infrastructure uh, Does anybody else you know have any similar experiences or stories or concerns or
3: yeah this is Eric from TZO.com. dot com we've always had a problem with China blocking our uh, our name servers over there, so you know we're a dynamic DNS service provider and and have a lot of bundles with HP and cisco and EMC Omega and you try to use our devices over there or the devices of our partners and in the majority of the cases they're they're blocked so mm-hmm. you can't you can't use a, a dynamic DNS service in China due to the fact that they're just trying to censor censor free speech um, mm-hmm. so you can run, can't run your own web server I just wonder if anybody else has any ideas or
0: what did you do to them <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> so,
0: so you think did, did, is this probably then because you know some people use TZO to host some some uh, domain names that are associated with something that some content they don't like they don't they don't approve or of?
3: Or they just feel that hey you know there's a possibility that they could not that they're oh, okay. going to. Um, it's nothing you know, specific that you know. Nothing of. specific. It's just they 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 figure they'll cut it uh, at the cord versus let you know letting one person slip through by not blocking the uh, the name servers.
0: But then, I mean, at the same time, wouldn't they target you guys at at Dine, and wouldn't yeah, they, they target?
3: They target and, and pretty much any dynamic DNS.
0: Uh, do do they, Tom or Jeremy?
3: What about you, Dan? Are you, are you guys, you guys on that list as well? Yeah, no is blocked in China as well. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, DynDNS is also blocked in China, and
7: it's it's kind of a scary thing because you, you know, the, the the hope is that the internet is globally reachable, and uh, you type in uh, a particular domain name or you you go to a site and the content is always universally accessible, but uh, you know, as, as different countries have different policies towards content, that's, that's something that, that comes into question, and, and certainly there are uh, reasons why that, that does occur, but I think we've been blocked for uh, years hmm. on and off. And now,
3: that's news to me. this is Jeff with TZO. Um, is it just the dynamic network, the dyndns.org side, or is it it's not your Anycast network? Because I our know. anycast network works fine in China, it runs on a different domain name, it, it it different IP on the space.
7: Domain name, I think there are certain things that are that are blocked. Um, there used to be a a good list, but I'm blanking on the name of it that that actually would run tests. Had um, when I last saw it, probably a few years ago, uh, twenty or thirty thousand some odd entries mm-hmm. of sites that were blocked, and, and I don't know if that's kept up to date anymore.
4: I know, uh, at least from the name bench perspective, I didn't realize how bad the censorship was until I added this list of, here are the hosts that should resolve to these addresses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had some obvious popular ones like, you know, Twitter and Facebook. And to see that, you know, I was getting spurious results, basically a random uh, IPv4 address back. Right. uh, Right. Semi-random, I mean. (laughs) uh, Semi-random from around, you know, net blocks around the world. I was quite surprised, actually, to see that. But... The weirdest uh, issue I had seen was uh, running NameBench in Malaysia and seeing that uh, the secondary name server was actually giving back these same errant responses, and it was actually the secondary was in China. Oh, okay. So it was yeah. kind of a collateral damage for other countries, but mm-hmm. not that Malaysia doesn't have its own censorship issues with DNS.
7: Have you seen mixed things in Hong Kong? Because I think our service, depending upon where or how they're connected in Hong Kong, and we see sometimes blocked, sometimes not blocked. Is Namebench uh, shown the same thing?
4: At l- I've only seen one run of Namebench from Hong Kong, and I don't remember seeing anything strange in it, so. Not yet. Hmm. Interesting.
7: It's a good plug to uh, for Hong Kong listeners out there to, uh, to
2: run Namebench. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
6: yeah. All
2: right.
1: Any well, any other recent DNS news? Recent DNS. Oh, news. Tom has something.
2: Yeah, so I mean, we can't get through an Ask Mr. DNS podcast without some DNS sec. And oh right. Did, <laughs> didn't, didn't the last name server oh, get yeah, okay. the uh, dyna- uh, deliberately unvalidable root zone deployed to it last week? I believe.
1: Yes. So as we uh, as we write this, or as we uh, as we record this podcast, I should say, uh, last week uh, we had the last. Uh, root server starts serving uh, the sign zone, the deliberately invalidatable root zone, the DERS. and um, you know the, we're not all running around in uh, bear skins and <laughs> bartering for food and. Jeremy ha- Jeremy has a loincloth on, but okay. other than that, I think we're <laughs> yeah, no. So uh, it was uh, it was what we hoped and frankly what we expected. It was a total non-event. Uh, you know we have very careful metrics. Uh, you know we have actually we i want to say we have from every root server we have 40 hours 48 hours of data 24 hours before and 24 hours after and we've looked and it's just there's just nothing out of the ordinary no indication that anything unusual so you know now we just wait to july when the uh, you know when when things get uh, get unveiled i i know that um, you know in in june the actual um the the real key signing key is going to get generated it doesn't exist yet but there'll be a key ceremony that that I can will perform uh, at an undisclosed location uh, and uh, and then it's that in Mount that Weather what's that do you know about Mount Weather is this the place in uh, Pennsylvania or I think it's in West Virginia isn't it you should
0: know this you live in D C or <laughs> it's like yeah. the, it's, it's 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 where FEMA runs like the the alternate seat of government
1: oh okay well, no I I don't I don't know sorry all right yeah. No, it's not. The, I know that it's not there. It's the former.
0: <laughs> it's 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 Voldemort's. Yeah. Form, the former Voldemort's uh, there right. you know, when Cheney was uh, in an undisclosed location. He was probably okay. sitting there, grumbling at Mount Weather in some big bunker.
1: Yeah. Well, I I know where it is, but I can't tell you. I'd, okay. have, to, I'd have to kill you. <laughs> so. So uh, yeah. No. So the key gets generated in June, and then uh, then in July we publish it and uh, put it in the zone. It'd be an exciting day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very so. good.
1: All right. Well, I think that's uh, an honest day's work for an Ask Mr. DNS podcast episode. I've, I've put in my half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: All
1: right, so we'll, uh, we'll end first with a, a thanks to the folks at, uh, at Dyn Inc. And thanks to our uh, people in the room here for their contributions for our um, probably most memorable podcast episode to date. And uh, ask, as always, that you please send us your questions to Mr. DNS at ask mrdns.com. And uh, until then, see you next time.
7: Bye-bye.